Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio and the final interview as part of my Men's Month series on Relaunch My Life Radio. I have loved raising awareness on the issues that men face in the world these days and I'm really honored to bring you this next guest. My interview today is with Chris Jordan who is the owner of Envision Holistic Life Coaching. He is such a wise soul and I really enjoyed the pace of this conversation. It's almost like listening to a meditation, listening to Chris's voice. So enjoy this week's episode. And as always, if you know anyone who would benefit from the message in this episode, please flick a link to them and share the love. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I'm really looking forward to having this conversation today with our next speaker as part of Men's Month on Relaunch My Life Radio. I am joined by Chris Jordan from Envision Holistic Life Coaching. Chris, how are you today? I'm awesome. Thanks, Julia. How are you going? I'm fantastic and really looking forward to learning more about you and hearing more about your story. And I'd love if you could share with our listeners who haven't heard of you before a bit about your journey to what you're doing in the world today. So share what you're doing and how you actually got to do what you're doing right now. Yeah, so um, I'm a holistic life coach. So the way I see that is that I'm uh, helping people to discover more about themselves and take control of their lives and um, bring out more of what they want to happen in their lives and get out of their own way a little bit. So actually a lot in most cases. So um, I'm really about following the client's process and discovering more about them, helping them to discover more about themselves and integrate parts of themselves and bring out more of what's trying to happen for them. And so trained in master, um, a master practitioner in NLP, uh, hypnotherapy, trained um, with the uh, Czech Institute as a holistic life coach. And um, yeah, I work at Arenella in um, Adelaide in in the healing center, which is awesome because I get to work with people in person as well as online. And um, yeah, I, I think I've been doing it about four years now and sort of increasing and busier and busier, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, I, going back to the way I started, I guess it was a process for me of self-discovery first and um I guess you could call it a bit of a personal crisis when I was actually in a lot of physical pain. Uh, I had a fractured spine and a ton of nerve pain going on. I had um, uh, separated from my fiance, which I had three kids with, and that was pretty full on, pretty much 
financially lost everything that I had. Um, so it was kind of unraveling a bit and I was, I was keeping it together in a way, but also not actually. So that's when actually I reached out to Paul. I found Paul Alicio from Evolve and started working with him and proceeded to really flip my life on its head. And through that process, I discovered how powerful the work was um, and how your mindset and your what's going on inside of you, what you are actually feeling is creating your reality more than the external circumstances. It was incredible to me that after a short period of time of doing that work, I, I, um, I felt completely different. I was in the same, pretty well the same external circumstances and that started to change too. But what was going on inside changed so dramatically. And then, um, so I think that was really the catalyst for it. And that's when I started just researching and learning and reading and studying to do that work with other people and to sort of share that, share that with other people. Mm, thank you. I love the way that you took us on that journey, and you have you have tra- you're in the process, and you've transitioned out of a completely different line of work. Like you had your own business, and can you tell me a bit about how that transition is, and and how that has been for you over the last four years? Yeah. So um, I was running a landscaping company, which I still do actually own. Um, and I was buried in the business. I was, I was trying to do everything. Um, I was trying to basically play and put on all the hats. And it's really hard when you're doing a trade business and you've only got a couple of employees or one or, and they're not reliable. You end up doing absolutely everything. And um, I was trying to do everything all at once. And that was what was really killing me, I think, because I didn't have enough clarity. I was too buried in the middle of it all. And uh, the first step for that was actually taking a step back, um, taking a step back to get perspective and restructure my company and see my company as um, outside of me and something separate. And that took the pressure off a lot and gave me a lot better perspective. So that allowed me to actually transform that company into something that I started working between 30 and 40 hours a week instead of 60 and 70 hours a week, um, making more money, um, building better things, being, being a much better um, business overall as well. Um, and so that having three kids and then, well, I've got five now. So, uh, and being this sole, um, basically the sole provider for that i i needed to continue with that company and um i still love landscaping and the less i was weighed down by it the the better it actually got again and so i actually quite enjoyed changing that and um taking myself out of it and involving myself in it less which may give, give me more gave me more freedom and um that gave me a little bit the space that I needed to, to start learning what I needed to for my coaching career. And um, 
so I started to prioritize that more and prioritize working with clients and um, building it up. And the interesting thing that I realized almost this morning, I think um, it came up for me is like, as a coach, I think the greatest thing that I do to improve my business is actually to work on myself. So whatever I'm doing on myself, it translates to my business and um, translates into my work. And so prioritizing myself and then the business has started to work much better. Um, so really that's the foundation of my coaching business is continuing to work on myself and discover more about myself. And through that process, um, learning a lot, a lot of things and tools and um, knowledge that I can share with other people. So, mm, I think that's so important what you said about the importance of people seeing their business as something separate to themselves. Mm. And I would imagine for, you know, the, the people listening, be male or female, regardless of that, that pressure and that feeling to do absolutely everything it 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 works until it doesn't and I think what you said before you were keeping it together and also not what do you what do you do you see that regularly like people who seem to be keeping Mm -hmm. it together but also not yeah um and then I guess on the subject of like um working with men as well especially is something that I find that um they tend to be really good at making it look like they've got it all together and not just making it look like, but actually buying into their own story and not really acknowledging that they don't have it all together. Um, mm. There's a lot of shame around it and that sort of thing. So um, what happened for me, I guess, and what happens I find to a lot of men is they don't acknowledge when it's actually, when actually things aren't, that great um and when they are actually struggling and then so it all tends to manifest and build up and then sort of quite often happens in one sort of really strong event where they just fall apart and it's not that things haven't haven't been uh not good before or anything like that but it's so sudden because they've been suppressing it and then not acknowledging it, not not doing the work as they go. And then it it comes on top of them like a, a ton of bricks to a point where they can't deny it anymore. And um it it's so heavy that it sort of crushes you. And then um I mean sometimes you have to go through that process, but I like to encourage people to pick up on signals and have a better relationship with themselves so they don't have to get to that point. Yeah, like avoiding that, that needing everything to just fall apart before you can start to rebuild, that you can notice those warning signs earlier. Yeah. And I think, yeah, making it look like people have it all together is something that is really common. And I, I suppose that's starting to shift a lot in our culture and in society. And I want to, I, I do want to ask you actually about something that, for one, I'm really grateful that you are in our graduate community and that you studied with us and that you're someone who's on our graduate directory as someone to refer people to because often what I hear from 
lot of the women who take our trainings is that their partners are struggling or their men are struggling who's a good male coach to refer them to and so I love having you in our community but also mm. for something that I think is is really challenging for men is their identity shift that occurs when they step into fatherhood and all of the the unraveling around maybe things that they haven't healed in relation to their own father. And then that starts to show up once they start stepping into that role themselves. Now, being a father of five, I can't think of anyone with any better life experience to be able to share. Like what are some of the the things that you have noticed in navigating becoming a father and your parenting journey? And, And I suppose for all the fathers that are listening to this, what are some suggestions or some, some advice or some things that you've learned along the way in that one? Yeah, um, good question. <laughs> um, so I think one of the things that's come up with a few clients recently is um, they were sort of of the belief, I guess, that um, when they had children, it got really hard and um, that's what caused them to... Um, you know, struggle or suddenly like um, to feeling depressed or these sorts of things. Um, and, and that's really true because it is a lot harder, there's a lot more load and your partner is, um, you know, if it's your wife or your, your, the mother, she's preoccupied, she hasn't got as much time for you. Um, so really it's it's a it's as a father it's a tough spot to be in because suddenly your responsibilities doubled um the support there for you in your relationship is potentially less the need for you to be supportive to your partner is more um and it sort of amplifies everything but what i find in most cases is that actually it's amplifying, it's not creating problems, it's actually amplifying stuff that was already there. Um, and if, he, if people track back to, you know, say that five, six years down the track of having kids and, and, and they're of the belief that it start, you know, they started to have problems um, at that point when they had children or shortly after, if you actually go back, there's usually periods before that where things actually weren't fantastic or where the same patterns were actually already happening. It's just that it's amplified by having children. So um, I think it really just comes back to doing the work on yourself. And I think when I say doing the work on yourself, I mean understanding yourself better. and, and looking at yourself, taking full responsibility for the things that are happening in your life. Um, and yeah, building that relationship with yourself and having more awareness so that when you become a parent, there isn't so much of that baggage there, I guess. And you're more aware of who you are and who you want to be and how you want to show up. And yeah, it um, puts you in a strong place. And if you are in that position where, um, like, that would obviously be ideal, but that's not the way that I did it either. I, I learned the hard way. I um, sort of kept my head down and kept pushing along through life and had kids and it got even harder. And then um, I I personally waited for things to, 
fall apart for my body to fall apart and for it to be really tough to start doing the work and that was fine you know that's okay too but if you can do the work earlier on yourself um you give yourself the best chance so i think regardless of whether what what stage of that journey you're on without being biased just because it's what i do but really in whatever way you do it it's just working on yourself and understanding yourself and healing things from the past so that you can show up as your best version of yourself yes i 100% agree with that and i think that statement of that parenting really amplifies the patterns that were already pre-existing mm. is so important uh, because I don't think, you know, any child wants to feel blamed as well unconsciously or consciously yes. for their parents not being happy. And that's really ultimately what you said is, you know, taking ownership for your life and that includes not blaming any external circumstances but but really turning that mirror in on yourself and noticing more, okay, why am I creating this and what is this here to show me? And And I'm sure as well children reflect back different parts of the unconscious and different shadow traits and all sorts of yeah. beautiful things like that. So they're there to show you things about yourself that you love or don't, or you judge or you know, all, all sorts. I'm sure it's um yeah, an amazing journey. And they're I think for people, yeah. sorry. They're fantastic teachers in, in many ways. Definitely. Yeah. One thing that I have noticed and I'm, I'm really enjoying in this conversation with you is the pace at which you're speaking is is really digestible is that something that you have or have you always spoken at this pace or is this something that over time you've learned to sort of take things slowly because it's quite it's lovely to listen to it's very relaxing (laughs) (laughs) thank you no look honestly like um there's no conscious decision to speak in a certain way for me um i think in a way if anything I used to feel like I spoke too slowly um, and I was, I was worried about that or things like that, um, which is really interesting. So now um, it's your superpower. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that. I so find that so often. I love that you say I, that. Thank you, my, I appreciate yeah. that. I, I definitely find that what we perceive as our flaws are usually our superpower and yes. it sometimes takes time to realize that. So that's yeah. really cool. So for people that are listening, I've, I'd love to ask you about as, as male, and, and you mentioned that you started doing a lot of research and a lot of study, and I know that you've studied with us in the Czech Institute, and I'd love to know who are some other mentors or some other people in your journey that have really helped give you the, the depth of understanding of where you're at in your world today. Yeah, cool. Um, so people that I've followed um, in terms of podcasts or um, more public figures would probably be... Um, Aubrey Marcus, um, also, um, I guess, some of the good books like Eckhart Tolle's books, um, Ramdas, I love Alan Watts. Um, who else? Uh, Alan Those Watts people. is incredible. <laughs> Alan Watts is the greatest. If you just ever want to just realise that your problems aren't quite what you think they are, then Alan Watts is great. <laughs> um jordan peterson i love jordan peterson i think he's almost on the opposite end of the scale um whereas he's he's very realistic um but also in a holistic way 
So I love Jordan Peterson. Um, There's so many incredible resources really these days, aren't there? And yeah. do you think that that can be sometimes overwhelming for people? It's like knowing yeah. what to do or where to start? I think so, yeah. The way that I've found works best for me is just following whatever comes up literally just you know and sometimes you know people get worried about the algorithms on youtube are telling you what to watch or whatever i'm like okay (laughs) that's all right they actually seem to be doing a pretty good job for me like i just i watch a lot of stuff on youtube whether it's a podcast or anything like that i tend to just get it from there um, rather than like Spotify or anything. It's just the way that I've generally done it. But yeah, I, I just follow, I see something that I'm curious about or a phrase or a word and I just follow that. And then um, I don't really don't think that there's no right or wrong. And you never know which um, thing that you listen to or, or you learn from what you're going to get out of it. And I love sometimes there's something so random. It might be like a, a guy who cuts down trees for a living or a figure skater or something. And from the title, you might not think, oh, there's anything in that for you. But actually, when you listen to it, there's something really strong that resonates with you. And you never know when that's going to be. So I think just taking the pressure off. And just saying, look, I just start with whatever comes up. If, if something stands out, if something catches your curiosity, just roll with that and see what happens. Mm, definitely. And uh, and there's no right or wrong. And I think that's really easy. People think, oh, I just have to listen to this person. But what this person says is in conflict to what this other person says. And just mm. take what you need and let it marinate. <laughs> so one thing that I'm really, really curious about uh, people's kind of routines for success. And I'm curious if you have any daily or weekly rituals or routines that you do personally, but also in your family that you might be able to share with our listeners. Yeah, um, cool. So personally, I'm not inherently a massive routine person. Um, I've actually found that I've become really able to adapt to situations quickly and, um, uh, and, and basically um, have a better relationship with uncertainty. So... I do have routines, but I'm not married to them, I wouldn't say. I think that basically for me, one of the things I've realised recently is that I actually don't like to get up heaps early and I don't function as well when I get up heaps early. Um, So I like to get up at about seven, which I don't think is that very early, Um, have a bit of a slow start to my day, have something to eat, um, and then really just follow what I need to do. Every day is different. Um, The most important thing for me, I think, is getting home on time and being with my family each evening. And so I'm always home by five o'clock at the absolute latest, normally four o'clock. Or if I can pick my kids up, I will. And every night I'm with them. I'm I'm fully with them. Um, I'm doing dinner or I'm doing the kids and I'm working with them. And so that every day that that is the most important thing to me is going through that and getting them to bed early so that I can have one-on-one time with my partner. And we have that 
time each night together to be together and talk uh, without all the noise around us. Um, yeah, I go to bed fairly early. Eight hours sleep is really important to me. Um, yeah, I don't work weekends generally. I, I leave that to play. So, yeah. Living the dream. Good. And so for the person that is listening to this podcast and they're feeling like, they're in that place where you were, where they're keeping it together, but also not. And they're just doing everything. And the only way to solve anything is to just do more. And <laughs> there just feels like there's not enough. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for them? Like what are some tips mm -hmm. or suggestions you've got for where to start? Yeah. I think that's the most important time when you, um, most important time when you feel like you've got, an extreme amount of things to do and a lot of responsibility and it's overwhelming, then that's the most important time to stop and actually not do any of those things, just completely counterintuitive. Um, and I think slowing it down, making a plan to do those things. So not ignoring them or putting, you know, just pretending they don't exist, but actually giving yourself space so that you can, put yourself in a better state, relax a little bit, take a little bit of the pressure off and make a plan, sit down, break things down into a little bit more detail, how you're actually going to do them, what sequence you're going to do them in, what are the most important things and get a really clear picture of, of what you need to do and what the priorities are so that when you take action, you're getting the most out of what you're doing and you're doing the things that are important and you can see clearly why they're important so mm, definitely just taking that time to stop and press pause and take stock and sort of zoom out on everything rather yeah. than just be be stuck in it and reactive to things so yeah i think Absolutely. this is this is really important and i and i do think so much that the fundamentals and basics and keeping things simple get overlooked and just that commitment that you have to being with your family each evening as well you know i'm sure you realize as well how quickly your kids are growing up there won't be kids forever and so that time that you have with them in those evenings is is really important especially while they're in their formative years and their imprint and they're soaking up all of what it means to yeah. be in the world based on you so yeah so you mentioned at the start as well that you help people to discover really more of themselves and bring out more of what they want. So if someone is listening to this and either they or they think that they know someone that would benefit from working with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you and work with you? So the, the easiest way would be either my website, which is envisionholisticlifecoaching.com.au or on Instagram, envision underscore coaching. Uh, that probably the, the two easiest ways to um, contact me. Um, or there's a contact form on my, on my email, or you can actually book a, a discovery session, um, which is free, half an hour chat with me uh, directly from my website. So you can book that in from there. That's really easy. And the link to that's also on my Instagram. So perfect. And I'll put all those links in here as well. So I suppose just in closing, I'd love to ask what your final thoughts are and perspectives on what it really means to be a balanced man in the world today. Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't, I've, 
I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I really think it, it just comes down to understanding yourself, um, having a better relationship with yourself. Um, I think being a balanced man, I guess, in terms of balancing your masculine and feminine is really important. Um, integrating that and that comes from understanding yourself and which parts of you want to go hard at things and really get things done and um, take responsibility and which parts of you actually want to play and um, feel life more and be more present and um, explore more. So I think it's really, it's really, a, it really honestly is just about that relationship with yourself. Um, understand when you start to understand more of yourself on level after level you can integrate different parts of you which leads to you being more whole and feeling more whole and able to um, explore your softer sides or your harder sides or and everything like that mm -hmm. and definitely I think even though you've mentioned it several times, the, the reiteration and the repetition of that relationship with yourself being the foundation for everything you do, it's important. So I'm glad that you closed with that. So thank you so much for sharing your world. And I think people can really get a good feel for what you're about. And I definitely recommend for anyone listening to this podcast, if you know someone in your life that would benefit from this conversation, please just flick them the link and share it with them. And if you are listening as well, and you want to reach out with Chris, I highly recommend him. And he does incredible work. And we, we refer a lot of people to Chris. Uh, so I would definitely say to reach out because I'm, I'm sure you're, you're quite busy, but still yeah. making those the, the time for the things that matter most. So thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Thanks, Julia. It's been awesome. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.